We're going to pray because the Spirit's going to minister today. We're talking about, uh, we're going to put it up here. We're talking about baptism in the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts. Let's pray. Father, speak to me with your word. Let your word touch my mind. Your love touch my heart and open me up to you. And Lord, let your spirit minister your word to my spirit, Lord, and grow me in wisdom, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to tell you a little bit about my, uh, when I uh, was baptised in the Holy Spirit, just briefly. So we were planting a church down in Adelaide, and um, it was a very Pentecostal church, and uh, moved in the spirit, and there was great things happening all the time. People being healed, there was words given in tongues with interpretation, there were people who were baptised in the spirit there. And I'd been praying about that for some time, you know, and really reaching out to God. And I was feeling really tired. So we had a weekend off. We went to our home church and um, there was a a visiting speaker, a Baptist minister there. And he said at the end of it, he gave a word of prophecy and he said, somebody here this morning is spiritually tired. That was me. I nearly broke my legs getting out the front that fast for prayer, let me tell you. And I came out the front and, and the Holy Spirit wasn't the first time in my life. But this time the Holy Spirit overwhelmed me in a new way, just as he prayed for me. And it was powerful. And uh, I went back home Sunday afternoon and then Tuesday morning, I met with the two young elders who we were training up at the time and we'd pray together for two hours. And we'd been praying for about five minutes and uh, I started to pray about something that was important in the life of the church and then all of a sudden, bang, I'm praying in tongues. And, uh, you know, I'd said to God, I don't want two words, Lord. I don't want two words to say over and over. I want languages. I want chapters. I want verses. I want want earthly tongues. I want heavenly tongues. I want to worship in tongues. I want to pray in tongues. I want to prophesy in tongues. You know, Lord, I I want just bucket it on me. Well, when I started to speak in tongues, this young elder sitting there, he, he, he's like that. What's going on? And I said, I just received the gift of tongues. Praise the Lord. And he said, oh, he was a bit nervous. I don't know about this, Peter. He said, you know, I don't know about this. He said, maybe you should be quiet now and not pray and, and we'll pray. And, uh, and he started to pray and he wouldn't have got five words into his prayer and bang, he's praying in tongues. And I, I just sat there, I just cracked up and I said to him, you know, you, you, you can't shut the spirit up. And uh, I think it was another six months after that before he was going to pray again, you know, just in case he prayed in tongues. But seriously, you know, this is something that God has for us. And we have a definition up here. Um, and this is important. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. By the way, that's not a Pentecostal term. That's a biblical term. And I'll show you that, Okay. And uh, which is a transformative experience, right? It's an experience. It isn't something that, that's just written down somewhere. You experience this, right? Distinct from and uh, subsequent to salvation, it is available to all believers and accompanied by the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, it results in empowerment for effective witness to the world. And that's what it does. So I want to talk about that this morning. I get excited when I talk about the Holy Spirit because he gets excited in me and it it all just starts to happen. And right here in Acts chapter 1, Jesus actually says to them, he says, stay in Jerusalem in verse 4. On this occasion when Jesus appeared, stay in Jerusalem until the Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit for John, verse 5, baptised with water. But in a few days you will be baptised 
with the Holy Spirit. Baptised with the Holy Spirit and power. You know, that word is dunamis. That's dynamite. Have you ever lit a stick of dynamite? It's a little bit hard to sort of anticipate exactly what it's going to do, depending on where you put it. It's exciting. I've seen dynamite go off on more than one occasion. So I want to talk about baptism of the Holy Spirit and spiritual gift, because these things are given to us. All people can be baptized, all Christians can be baptised in the Holy Spirit, right? But when it comes to spiritual gifts, they vary from person to person based on the grace that God gives us in the charismata to actually exhibit those gifts. So that's really important for us to understand. But what we need to understand in this effective witness, in this empowerment, is that that empowerment uh, of the Christian church by the Holy Spirit is given to minister effectively in the body of Christ, to the body of Christ, which is the church, and then into the world as well. There's two lots of things that are effective there. And when uh, God's Spirit, who, who lives in you, understand this, He lives in you. Whether you've been baptised in the Holy Spirit or not, He lives in you, right? And, and He will manifest out of you and through you and in you. And that's what we're talking about this morning. See, for, for uh, us, we need that because God has called us to be His kingdom on earth. We need that power. He has called us to be His priests on earth, to minister between humankind and God and God and humankind. Priests. We need His power to do that. He has called us to be His instruments on this planet. You know, to be effective instruments like the chaplains are talking about, right? In a dark world that's hurting and dying, God needs us to be empowered to actually do what He wants us to do. Why do we need empowerment? You know, without empowerment from God, we just remain part of the problem. We don't become part of the solution. We need His power to be part of the solution of this world's problems. You know, I was a problem. <laughs> Depending on who you asked at the time, I could have been a big problem at times, you know. But once the Spirit of God starts to work in your life, you become part of the solution to the problem of this world. You know, whether that's in Aboriginal Torres Strait Islanders, whether it's in Vikings, whether it's in French people or the English or the Irish. You know, they make jokes about the Irish for a reason, don't you? <laughs> I won't tell any, any uh, cross-cultural jokes this morning, okay? So we, we, we need that power. We need it. You can't do it without the power, without the dynamite of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing we need to understand about the Holy Spirit. Two things we need to understand. One, He's not just a power. He's not just an energy. He's not an it. Nothing gets me more upset than saying, you know, it. Somebody says, you know, he is a person. He is a person. He is a spirit person. He's not only a spirit person, but he is a spirit person with a personality. He is a spirit person who has power. He is God. He is Yahweh. He is Christ. He is Jesus. He's a person. And you know, if we don't treat the Holy Spirit as a person who dwells in us in an agreed partnership, we can start to manipulate him and think that we're in control and he should be doing, or this power should be doing what we want it to do. And see, that's not effect. That's not going to work. He's not going to bless that. 
What he blesses is when we have that relationship with him, when we're talking to the Spirit about what we're going to do, when we're asking the Spirit to guide us and give us all the wisdom that we need. There's so many misconceptions about the Holy Spirit that need to be corrected. I want to speak a little bit about spiritual gifts. I'll come back to baptism in the Spirit uh, in a little while. You know, spiritual gifts are given to the church through the individual. Yes. Given to the church. My gifts don't serve me. Amen. I'm not going home all pumped up over these gifts. <laughs> my gifts serve you, Amen. right? And my gifts, along with your gifts, serve the life of the church. Amen. And your gifts, along with my gifts, serve the ministry of this church and that ministry is anointed in the senior pastor. So what we've got to understand is that all of us working together can make his ministry succeed. And when his ministry succeeds, guess what? We all succeed together and God is glorified. I've got to tell you, God really works. He's prepared to work through, you know, uh, flawed people. I mean, look at me. Without the Holy Spirit, I'm just a good engineer. You know, really. But, you know, with the Spirit, we're able to do far more than what we could ever imagine. I'm ordinary. I'm really ordinary. I'm exceptionally ordinary. But God is able to do ministry and he's proven this time and time again. He's prepared to do that through us. We need to understand something about spiritual gifts. First of all, a natural talent. All human beings that are born are given some kind of natural talent by God. Now that natural talent fulfills the first mandate of God, which was given to mankind to uh, subdue the earth and rule over it, to husband it. And every human gets uh, an innate ability. Mine's mechanical and lateral. I'm a lateral thinker and uh, problem solver and it's mechanical, right? But when we become born again, then God gives us spiritual gifts by his spirit who lives in us. Now, Christians get those. By faith, we get those, right? And they vary. But then there's a third thing too, and that's called the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. What are they? It's okay. (laughs) We all develop those. And you notice something? That they're called the fruit of the spirit. They're not called the fruit of Peter or Josh, are they? No, they're called the fruit of the Spirit. It's a manifestation. You know, we humans without the Spirit can only manifest two kinds of love, philos and eros. But when God comes into our life through the Holy Spirit, we can exhibit a love that is unconditional positive regard. That is a manifestation. We can love the unlovely. We can love in spite of. That's a manifestation of the Spirit along with all the other things. The key thing we need to understand is that everything that God gives us is to serve His purposes. It's to serve His purposes in the world as part of His kingdom and to bear fruit in the Holy Spirit in this world, in this life, bring glory to His name. And that's why He created us. And that's why He recreated us. That's really important. And we need to know some of those things. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is not an alternative to water baptism. They're not, it's not an alternative. It's not like, oh, I've been baptised in the Holy Spirit, I don't need to be water baptised. Rubbish. 
My Bible teaches clearly and Jesus demonstrated in his life accurately that that is something, those two things, and, and we've got to understand that those two things as they come into our lives are organically put together by the Holy Spirit to lift us to the next level and another level and another level. God has much, much more for you and me than what we're prepared to ask for, than what we're prepared to even dare to think about. All of those things together, baptism in water and baptism in the Holy Spirit, that's the power that sanctifies us, what we talked about last week. The power that makes us more like God, more like Jesus and prepares us for life in heaven. It's a deep, radical change. Deep, radical change that God brings in our lives and we need to allow him to actually bring that into our lives, to actually work that in our lives and through our lives. So, you know, there's this sense of submission. Oh, there's a word nobody likes. <laughs> submission. You know, wives submit to your husbands. And of course, the question immediately comes, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> we are to submit to God and to submit to the spirit who lives in us. You know, submission is not as ugly a term as most people think it is or as hard. See, we're going to understand that to bring people into the kingdom of God and to save souls is God's mission. Amen. That's God's mission. We didn't invent it. Amen. It's God's mission. He was the one right back at the beginning of Genesis that said, I will put distance, I will put enmity between the offspring of the woman and the offspring of the serpent. He started the mission then. Yes. And in Christ, he, for, he is fulfilling the mission. Amen. And what we've got the privilege of doing is being part of his mission in the world. Yes. So we are in submission. We're part of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Does that sort of clear something up for you? That's important for us to understand because when we come into submission, it would be easy to think that God is giving us a task that we can't possibly achieve. That's how I felt as a younger guy in the Anglican church. <laughs> Anglican church. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like, wow, you know, that guy up the front there, he's, he's able, he's capable, he can do things. But here I am back down here, little Peter, and I was little, and I'm sitting there thinking there's no way. And yet I wanted to serve God. But see, it's the Spirit. When we allow the Spirit to take over, when we allow the Spirit, when we, when we allow Him to minister into us and through us, when we allow Him to minister out of us. And that's, that's just saying to the Spirit of God and saying to God, okay, God, you and me, I'm going to hand myself in right now. You know, I constantly hand myself into God. You know where it says in Romans chapter 12, verse uh, 1, it says, uh, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your body a living and holy sacrifice, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to the pattern of this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove God's good and perfect will. I always agreed with that. But then I found there was a real problem. As a living sacrifice, I kept crawling off the altar. And, and, I, and I found that the natural gravitational pull of, you know, my sin nature and everything was, was taking me backwards all the time. So I find I've got to, I've got to submit, I've got to uh, hand myself over 
to the ministry of the Spirit constantly if I want to serve God. He's 99% of everything that I can achieve and I add 1%. And even that's a bit questionable at times. No, seriously. But, you know, this is the thing. If he's prepared to work through me, and I'm pretty sure that's why he called me into ministry. I'm pretty sure the reason he called me into ministry was so that his spirit could work through me and then other people would look at me and say, wow, if he can work through him, he can work through anybody. <laughs> yeah? No, seriously. So we've got to understand, God can do far more than you really think he can through your life. I, I mean, I think there's a, I think there's a, uh, I think it's easy for us in our comfortable Western world as Christians to kind of, uh, you know, accept a minimum, not salvation, but a minimum journey to, to kind of, you know, comfortably just mumble through. And don't get me wrong, we're, we're saved. We're going to heaven. There's no doubt about that. We're saved. But you know what? I don't want to just go to heaven. I want to be able to burst through the gates of heaven. I want to be, I want, you know, the people that have cheered me on over the years in ministry, I want, and, and, and held me up and, and prayed for me. I want to be able to stand there on the sideline, burst through the gates and cheer them in, you know? Cheer them in. Come on. Because God has allowed me to be on a journey of what I can be. Friends, I wanna encourage you this morning. God wants to facilitate your journey and all you can be. God wants to empower you in ways that you couldn't imagine. I'm gonna give people an opportunity. If you wanna come out later, uh, when we finish with the song at the end, if the musos could come up, um, what I wanna do is I want to give you an opportunity. You know, it's not just the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders that people that God's heart is beating for this morning. It's your heart. It's my heart. Thank you, Lord. It's our heart that His heart beats in. And for Him to do that in an effective way, We've got to keep handing ourselves in to God's Spirit. Amen. And just letting Him have more of me. It's not how much of the Spirit I have. It's how much of me I've given Him. How much of me I've allowed Him to take control of. How much I've walked around the acreage of my life with Him. Listened to Him. Pulled out something that shouldn't have been there. And there's no condemnation in that from the Spirit. There's just grace and strengthening and awesomeness and blessing. And I love that. And I want that. And I live for that. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Don't, don't let the world rob you of anything less than what God has for you in your workplace, in your marriage, in your life, among your friends, your peers, even in front of your enemies, as our brother shared with us. Don't, don't let the world rob you. I know life is busy. 
I know your life is busy. That's normal. You're normal. But in the midst of all of that, God can bring it. God can bring more. And you'll be amazed. And you'll step back and look at that and go, wow, you are awesome. Let's stand together and worship.